You're listening to the Woman of Value podcast. You are about to hear the story of a woman who is following her dreams and passions and creating positive change in the world. A woman walked in and she had on a black t-shirt but it said one woman can. And it was a moment of total epiphany that, yeah, absolutely one woman can. I can. Yes, I can. And um, it was time for me to really step into who I was meant to be and take care of me and focus on me, not in a selfish way, but I was at a point where I couldn't give to anybody else anyway. So, um, you know, that was, that was really kind of my moment of understanding that I needed to um, focus on me and my yes, I can. My guest today is Kathy Alessandra. She is the Yes I Can coach. She's been an entrepreneur for over 23 years. She's owned two magazines and has had multiple best-selling books on Amazon. Her latest book just launched. It's called Dare to Be You. You were born to be brave, bold, and fabulous. I love that. And it focuses on you living your yes with the help of her signature yes method. So we're going to find out what that is in a few minutes, but I want to welcome Kathy. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you on the show to talk about all this positivity, and I can see in the background your yeses and Uh (laughs) all this positive messages. I've got a screen. You've got messages. (laughs) Some people will be watching this. Some people will be listening, but um, check out the video because there's a lot of cool stuff here in Kathy's office. So Kathy, I would love to know how you define woman of value? Well, you know, I think it's, um, we as women really need to step into owning our power and what it is that we're doing, our purpose here on the earth, our purpose for our life, um, you know, those that we um, are surrounded by and those that we can lift up. And um, I think women of value really has to do with living from our core values um, and and what those are and really uh, doing that in everything that we do, right? So whether it's business, whether it's our personal life, whether it's relationships, whether it's friendships, um, you know, and really stepping into um, being of value to others um, and allowing them to be of value to us too. Mm, nice. Yeah. So take us through that moment when you realized that you needed to claim your value. <laughs> well, it was kind of a, a dark moment uh, until I saw the light, <laughs> right? Um, so I had actually been an entrepreneur at that point for over 25 years, 23, 25 years, something like that. Um, I had been married at that point about 27 years. Um, I had three children at that point. They were in um, high school. And um, I was going through a, a difficult time. My, uh, my marriage was failing. My son was struggling with some drug use. Um, my business was doing well, but I was pouring all of, my, all of myself into that to basically escape everything else. And um, I had one of those aha moments, come to Jesus moment, whatever you want to call it. It was, um, I knew it was, I was on a path where it was self-destruction. You know, I was losing myself in trying to save everybody else and my marriage, my, my son, my all that. And, um, and some very close friends of mine, I was with them uh, up in Santa Barbara, California, actually. And they could see it and I couldn't. And, um, you know, they had a heart to heart with me about, um, you know, really stepping back from all of that. And um, thank God they did. And uh, I ended up spending 24 hours up in Santa Barbara, 
uh, by myself, no computer, no phone, no TV. And I happened to pull out the book, The Four Agreements. And that is kind of where it all began. You know, those four agreements, uh, being impeccable with your word, which not only is about speaking about others, but you know, that little voice inside of our head that says we're not good enough, we're not smart enough, we're not thin enough, we're up, right? And I, that voice was very loud and very negative. Um, and not making assumptions, um, you know, and always doing your best, those things. And so I really decided to try and start living from that, that point. And I got home a few days later and had made a decision to really take care of me. I was um, 220 pounds at that point, multiple blood pressure medications. I mean, I, I had really was, was on a path of destruction. And uh, I was at the gym on a treadmill. Uh, and uh, the Saturday before Thanksgiving. So you can only imagine how empty the gym was, <laughs> right? There's like nobody there on the Saturday before Thanksgiving. And a woman walked in and she had on a black t-shirt and had bling, really sparkly uh, writing, which that was an attraction for me right there. I'm all about the sparkle. But it said, one woman can. And it was a moment of total epiphany that, yeah, absolutely one woman can. I can. Yes, I can. And um, it was time for me to really step into who I was meant to be and take care of me and focus on me, not in a selfish way, but I was at a point where I couldn't give to anybody else anyway. So, um, you know, that was, that was really kind of my moment of understanding that I needed to um, focus on me and my yes, I can. And the rest is kind of history over the next five years. <laughs> quite a journey though. Yeah, quite a journey. Yes, quite a journey. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that tough time in your life. But it, you often have to get to that place of being at rock bottom to realize how far you have abandoned yourself and yes. how important your self-care is. We yes. are so not taught to take care of ourselves. We're taught that it's selfish. You even had to qualify that in your mm -hmm. conversation with me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't mm -hmm. selfish. Like it didn't yeah. even occur to me that it was selfish because right. I know what self-care is. But so many people think, you know, don't, don't focus on yourself. Don't talk about yourself. Don't, mm -hmm. don't, don't talk about your gifts. It's, it's too weird and, and it's, too, it's not humble enough. So we're taught to diminish and make ourselves smaller. And it's, it's really a disservice to not only us, but to others. You know, like right. you said, you could not be there for other people. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I love that you had good friends who saw you and mm -hmm. saw what you were diminishing. That mm -hmm. takes a special friend. And not everybody can hear it. A lot of people will push those people away. People who are in abusive relationships are often completely blind or shut themselves down or don't want to hear it because they're so afraid of what's out there. What's next. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it, it is scary, right? And, and you have to have an open mind and you're right. Those girlfriends, it was a safe, uh, a safe relationship I had with those girlfriends. And so, and I was at such a point of exhaustion and, um, uncomfortableness, right? And so thank goodness I was at a place where I was willing to hear that and take it in and not, you know, I'm not sure that I would have before then. The timing was right, you know, and they knew that. And I was I was open to to hearing that and making that change. And my entire life has changed. I mean I'm 
I'm now divorced. My son is thriving. My, my daughter's also, I've got three children. Uh, business is great. I, you know, my third book has just come out. I've just bought a flat in Scotland and I literally close on my, uh, a new condo here, which I never thought I'd be able to afford. I get the keys this afternoon. So, you know, it's, it's really about, um, you know, stepping in to it and through that fear and doing the work. Um, and there is the other side, you know, there's definitely the other side. <laughs> yes, there is. And uh, you and I had spoken uh, before we did the podcast and both of us had that, you know, born again moment, you know, it's mm -hmm. like looking back at who you were and who you are. It's like a totally different person. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's also really important for people to see you can come from the depths and come out and recreate your life. And you are, you have so much power to do that. It's, it's finding that inner wisdom, that inner light, right. And being able, even in that really, really, really dark space, um, being able to just take the tiniest step forward um, and understand you're worth it to be able to find that other side and, and do the work. And there's nothing necessarily fun about it, but, um, you know, it's, it's sad to me, the number of people who, who are willing to stay in the relationship or willing to stay stuck in the, the business or willing to stay, you know, because it, it's familiar. Yeah. Right. And, um, if they would be willing to just kind of push through and sit in a little bit of the, mm, not so much fun. Um, there's a brilliant life on the other side of that. I have found over the last few years as, um, as I have changed and as I have started doing, you know, when I did the work on myself and became who I really was, um, that some of the friends from that part of my life fell away too, mm -hmm. because I had changed, I had become, you know, such a new person and that, um, you know, they fell away as well. So, um, yeah, I think that we definitely lose certain friends and it's a good thing. I, I think that you, you relationships are fluid and they're changeable. And as we grow, relationships will be outgrown. Some of them, yep. some of them, you know, you become hyper aware of certain things as you're becoming more enlightened. You know, you had the four agreements. Some people never heard of the four agreements. And to me, those are like such a golden rule to live by. They're, they're brilliant. They're so simple and so brilliant. And, and then you start seeing like some people are living very small lives and some people are just all about the gossip and you, you know, you kind of got sucked into that and, mm -hmm. and now you don't want to do that anymore. And how do you navigate like all of these changes? And, right. you know, right. so as you were going through that, tell us a little more about the steps you took to get to where you are today. Well, I had to, um, I had to kind of pull back a bit and let go of uh, other people's expectations of me, for sure. I was a, um, I was a people pleaser, no doubt about it. Um, I was, I was no challenged. You know, I wanted to say yes to everybody and everything because I wanted to be liked. I wanted to be accepted. I wanted to be not popular, but you know, I mean, I, I wanted to be in the group. Right. And, um, and so I really needed to step back and say, start saying no to things. Um, it is a complete sentence. I didn't have to give an explanation. No is okay. Um, and then really do some of that, you know, internal work, peeling back the layers and figuring out, you know, how had I let myself get into, uh, in the position that I was, how had I, um, how had I 
allowed so much of the people pleasing to go on and the fixing that go to go on or that I was trying to fix. Right. And instead of, um, you know, being empathetic and supportive, but also remembering who I am. Um, and so there was a lot of journaling. There was a, um, you know, a, a coach that I had at the time too, to kind of talk it through and figure out some of the reasons. Um, you know, the, one of the questions the coach asked me, which was a pivotal thing, was what are you pretending not to know? I love that question. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> right? I was like, okay, that, that was uh, enlightening when you really started to understand, you know, all that I was pretending not to know. Um, right. And, um, and really start taking ownership of that. So, um, you know, and, and like I said, I mean, I've been married uh, at that point about 27 years. We had dated, we met in high school, we were high school sweethearts and had three kids. And so, you know, I was definitely trying to, to work on the marriage as well. I didn't necessarily want to see it end in divorce. Um, but I also knew that I couldn't hold on to that. You know, I needed to do what I needed to do to to make me the better person, the best person that I could be and, um, and allow people to fall away. So, um, that meant I took a lot, I did some classes, a lot of personal development work, um, books, um, my own process that I ended up creating, you know, out of this at the end, um, that I call the yes method, but, um, you know, really figuring out what some of those triggers were for me, uh, owning my fear and learning how to step through it, sit in the ambiguity. That's a tough one. I am one who, yeah, that, I was re-challenged <laughs> with that in this whole mortgage thing, you know, that was, yeah, the, the unknown is a hard one. But, um, and then go out and live it, you know, really, really step into it and be okay with uh, other, not ex living up to other people's expectations and being exactly who I am, not worrying yeah. about what other people think of me. You know. Isn't it crazy that to be ourselves is like the hardest thing? <laughs> it right? seems so like, why can't we just be ourselves? Because we spend yeah. a whole lifetime trying to fit in, trying to be liked, trying to be accepted, because that's mm -hmm. also a very strong human need to not be rejected from the tribe. Right. You know, it's unsafe. But to do it in a way that feels authentic. And mm -hmm. that is the process. It's how do you even tune into who are you? What are your needs? What are your values? Like nobody does that work. Hardly anybody does that work as a young person, you know, to yeah. really tune in. And I think more, more kids are doing it today than ever before. Mm -hmm. There's so much more celebration of people wherever they are, but it's still hard. It's still hard. And, but what I, what I want to really convey is that even though the work is uncomfortable and can really challenge you, what's available on the other side of that work is so joyous. And absolutely, you're living in alignment. You're not trying to twist yourself into a pretzel anymore to make other people happy. And that is huge. Yeah. You know, I have found as I live more in alignment with my values, my core values, all my decisions are based on my core values, faith, family, freedom, and making a difference. Those are them. And when anything comes up, I'm, I'm living by those values, but it can make such a difference um, in how things are responded to. Um, the, the, the flow just starts, right? I mean, it's, for me, it's a, um, when I act in faith and, um, and things are right, there's a flow that goes along with that. Right. And so my life was not flowing before it was very stuck and, you know, things were not happening the way they should be. And, and, um, 
but when I started to allow and do the work and now, like you said, the joy that comes from that and seeing the joy in every little moment, right? Seeing the joy in the sunrise or the sunset, um, you know, seeing the joy in a small child, you know, playing at the park or walking past at the mall or, or in the little cart at the grocery store, right? You know, or, or the notes that I get from a client about the, you know, what the, the aha that they've had and celebrating that joy with them. Um, you know, I am, I am in a much better place. I'm a happy person filled with joy and gratitude, but I do believe, you know, it is about having it from that place of gratitude and being grateful for all the challenges that we're presented with and understanding that there's a lesson that goes with all of them. I'm a much yeah. better person, you know, with everything I've learned along the way. Right. Yeah. Well, having, having that kind of clarity, I mean, you, you just rattled off your values in a second because you're so clear about it. And most mm -hmm. people are wishy-washy. And when you're not clear about who you are and what you stand for, you can't take a stand for anything because you're standing for everything. So, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. you become somebody's option. You don't become an important person to people because you're too amorphous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So staking your claim and being who you are and fully showing up is such a big part of all of this. I mean, my, my whole motto for the woman of value is to show up, stand up and speak up. It is so important, but you need to start with showing up. You can't be hiding. You can't play bigger if you're hiding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. So I'd love to hear your yes method. I think this is a good place to share it and, and <laughs> help people who, who want to get to that next level. Right. Okay. Well, it's kind of a, it's a five-step process uh, that I take a lot of people through and it's actually in my, the, the process is actually in my book too. So, um, but you start basically with figuring out, um, you know, where your values are. That's the very first exercise I have people do. And it's a little deeper than the usual value, value exercise um, in that it, it starts with the, you know, the bunch of words as usual and it narrows it down. And in the very end, you end up putting those values into an action sentence. So, um, you know, by living your faith every day and by making a difference. And so it, it helps, it helps kind of, um, cement those values for somebody to, to understand them. Um, and then figuring out, you know, what is your big, your big dream? You know, I think is, as women and people in general, you know, we, we are taught that, you know, yeah, it's great to have a dream, but you know, it's a dream and it's a wish and it's a prayer and it's going to, you know, happen. And you've got to have the dream, but you've also got to have the goals and the tasks that go along with that, which come later in the process. But, um, but really having that big dream, where do you want to be, you know, years down the line? Are you, you know, wanting to live somewhere different? Are you wanting to travel? Do you want to be married or not? Do you want kids? You know, what does your business look like? Um, so it's really taking people through that process of understanding, you know, really, if they could create it, um, what would it look like? you know, really, what would it look like and getting really clear on that. Um, the second pro the second step is going through the uh, owning your yes. So the first one is discovering it. The second one is owning your yes. And um, this is where we step into uh, the idea of what's holding you back and your fears, uh, making fear your fuel. You know, the, I, I think so many of us get stuck thinking, well, you know, like you said, hiding, you don't want to step up into it. You're worried what somebody's going to say or think, um, you know, what if I'm a success? What if I'm a failure? What if I, right. It's, it's all that we, the, that little voice gets very loud. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so it's really owning those fears, understanding what they are and um, being able to, to turn that around and take that fear and make it your fuel to move forward. 
the next step is to love your yes. Um, and where I, where I go with that is the fact it's all about um, uh, commitments versus obligations. And, um, you know, we have those dreams, we figure out how to get past the fear, and then we come up with every excuse in the book. <laughs> why we can't do it, why we can't have it, why, right? Um, you know, it's always amazing to me when, yeah, but, yeah, but, you know, when I'm talking to somebody, yeah, but, but, yeah, yeah but, you know, no, 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 you know, really understanding it's, it's the excuses that are holding you back, you know, and if you're really committed to what your big dreams are, what your big goals are, where you want to go with life, you can make that happen, um, but you need to say yes to that, um, and getting really clear about your commitments versus your obligations. What I mean with that is, um, you know, what you're committed to, where you're going to spend your time, who you're going to spend your time with, um, you know, what's most important um, and saying yes to those things. And then the obligations, letting them go, learning how to say a firm no, uh, you know, when you're asked to go do something you really don't want to do or be with people you really don't want to be with. Um, you know, I realize we all have some obligations we have to, to live with, but, um, but really getting clear about what those are and staying in the commitment side of things. From that, it's um, designing it, designing your yes, designing your life. And that's where I take people through, you know, really getting clear on what those big goals are. And then you got to get to the tasks. So, you know, if your dream is to, um, you know, to have your own home, you know, what does that look like in, you know, a year from now, three years from now, five years from now, when's the, you know, really getting specific about how you're going to make that dream come true um, and setting a timeline, you know, putting it into place and, and at least so that you know every day when you're getting up what that, you know, one or two or three things is that you need to get done. Uh, you know, the must-dos, the three must-dos is what I talk about for that day. And then the final step is to go out and live it you know, really embody it, embrace it and live it. Show up, like you said, show up, stand up, you know, be willing to be exactly who you were meant to be, not worried about um, what other people think, what other people expect, um, and really daring to be exactly who you are in all areas. So I know I make it sound like it's easy. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom, but no. <laughs> You know, yeah. it's a process. No, it's a beautiful process. I love this system. It's very clear and mm -hmm. it doesn't, doesn't look easy, but it looks doable. And mm -hmm. I think that often people think it's not doable for me. I mm -hmm. can't. Somebody else can. A person like me, no. But it's scary. It is scary to, is. to have success. Like you said, some, some people are so afraid of success, of what will happen if. And I used to have those fears when I was still married. I, had, I was an artist, a working artist, and I would dream of having my designs on you know, wallpaper and all these different, different items. And, and then I would like, have this moment of total panic what will happen if I get too big and how will I handle it? And I have three kids and, you know, and it was just like this, this, this fear of being bigger. And mm -hmm. now like you, I see the big in somebody else and it, it's hard to look at somebody diminishing their big. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, it definitely is. <laughs> It, it's, it's, uh, you know, as a client, it's great that I, you know, I'll ask permission to be able to, you know, point something out or bring it out. But it's, you know, it's so, it's sad. It's sad to me that when you see somebody who's got such potential and something that they could really um, make a difference in the world, make a difference in their life, make it, make a, 
you know, be the change for somebody else, but they're afraid to step into that themselves. Yeah. Um, I, you know, finding the way to encourage it. It's interesting because before you said like when we were in the marriage and the fixing had to mm -hmm. stop, I think that, you know, it makes us feel useful when we can somehow fix somebody and mm -hmm. recognizing when someone's toxic to us mm -hmm. and that they, they are not fixable, they are not, they are not ready to hear what would make their lives better or how they can improve their relationship with you and knowing when to step away and let go. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a big thing. It's a big shift. Because you can stay forever. I mean, I stayed 23 years. You've stayed 27, 28, mm -hmm. 27? Uh, it was 29 by the time we actually divorced uh, legally. So, yeah, I mean, it was 20, about 28 when we finally separated. So Yeah, it's a long time. You know, yeah. And even my son, too. You know, I mean, he was in the throes of some really dark stuff. And, you know, until I let go. He wasn't able to step into, you know, helping himself too. And, and he did. Right. So we, we try, I mean, as a mom, as a wife, as right. Whoever we try to, but um, yeah, bless and release. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> what we learned in coaching school was that people are creative, resourceful and whole, mm -hmm. and we need to see them as such and support them in helping themselves. Exactly. It doesn't help us to do it for them. It is so disempowering to do that. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's one of the hardest things to do is to say, I trust you. I am here for you. I have tools for you if you're ready to hear them. Um, I, I'm here with you. I stand by you. Right. I, I sit with you. I hold space for you instead of I, I have all the answers. You just need to right. listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so... Where do you struggle today, if anywhere, like in, in with your yes or your no? Mm -hmm. Well, um, of course, we all struggle at times, right? I'm I'm not perfect. I'm oh, far from on. it, <laughs> <laughs> right? But I think I I have more of the tools and resources to be able to turn myself around more quickly than I did before. You know, um, I, I mentioned the the mortgage that I've been you know going through, right? And um, you know, in the, in the process, you know, one, my big dream, one of my big dreams was to own a, own some sort of my own space again, doesn't need to be a big house, but something and, um, was made aware of the potential that I could actually afford this condo on my own. And uh, have you ever been through getting a mortgage, you know, the, um, the craziness of all the stuff they want at the last minute. And, um, and I found myself even one day in a swirl of just the panic and, and the unknown and what's this going to work. Right? And, and, um, you know, getting clear about, all right, this is not doing anybody good. And I really just need to, I need, for me, I need to be able to give it up and let it go. And whatever meant is meant to be, you know, this or greater will transpire. And so bringing myself back to center, um, but I, I also do that, you know, every morning I start with kind of a ritual for myself in, in journaling and prayer and that, and that's really what helps keep me grounded on a, on a daily basis yeah. or helps me remember it, recall it, come back to center. So, um, so yes, but I think we all still at times struggle one way or the other. Yeah. And it's important to remind people of our humanity and mm -hmm. something else that you said that I want to highlight is the speed with which you process. Mm -hmm. That is the big shift. And while something, I, I've watched a client over the last, I don't know, like 10 years, we've been working together in business. 
-hmm. And she has grown so tremendously that coming from people pleasing and lack of clarity and all the things you mentioned to the point where she still wants to help people. She wants to be there, but she knows where she ends and other people begin Mm -hmm. and where she might have ruminated and made it about her deficits in the past when something didn't work out. She now sees, you know what, this isn't about me and this isn't about my power or my authenticity or, or who I am. This is about this relationship and it's not working for her to be able to get there was so huge. And it's like, as a, as a coach to sit back and watch that process is so beautiful, but it's, it's the processing. It's like the, the, the shifts happen and we don't always see them. And sometimes having somebody reflect it back to us is like, Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. It felt really Mm -hmm. hard, but that was faster than it would have been five years ago. Right. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. I just rewarded my house. I, uh, <laughs> so you, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I do. I'm actually, I just got a, I just got a text before from my attorney uh, to just check and see if everything went through, but it just happened last <laughs> week. So I've been trying to remortgage for a long time and I bought my first house after my divorce. It was the scariest thing. It's like, how am I going to pay these bills? And, and, and then all the bank laws changed. And as a self-employed woman, I was struggling to get a better rate. And, but I kept mm-hmm. persisting until I found it. And, you know, and again, it's like, don't give up on the things that are important to you and yeah. know when to back off, know when to let go. Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Kathy, let's talk about the future for a moment. What yeah. is your vision for your future, for the future <laughs> of yourself and for others? Right. So uh, the vision for my future, as I, I mentioned that I, you know, had just am closing on a place here, but I also bought a place in Scotland. And so, um, you know, my um, vision for me is to be bicontinental and working with women around the globe, really, um, and, and being able to support other women in living their yes. Living your yes is all about living your truth. And to live your truth, you really need to, to dare to be you and step up into you know, what that looks like for you and being able to support women and men, you know, for that matter, um, anybody who's really willing to do the work and, and, um, and thrive in that environment. So I think it's, you know, it's, it's hard. I struggled. It's sad to see people. Um, and my, I used to be somebody who would really, um, you know, struggle myself in trying to be the real me and be authentic and, um, you know, live that greater life purpose that I'm meant to live. And, um, and so now to be able to be moving forward in that direction and uh, to be able to support others in that. Uh, you know, my goal is always, even with the book launch, you know, if there's one woman who can read it and have that aha moment for herself of, you know, yeah, darn it. Yes, I can, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know, and step into what it is for them, then I've, then I've been successful. And that's really what I pray for. So, um, so yeah, so that's kind of what's for me. We'll be doing a Dare to Be You event coming up next year. Uh, but it's really all about, you know, supporting women to be able to to really step into their real their real self, be them. I love be how authentic you are and how you're walking your talk. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's. I don't know. It's it's been it's been a it's been a road. It's been a journey. But um, but I do feel um, you know even the stuff with my son. I had written a book a few years ago about um, you know the struggles that I'd had with him, 
And I do feel because I am willing, I'm kind of an open book, which is good and bad. <laughs> but um, I do feel that, you know, uh, not an obligation, but a, a desire, uh, since I'm willing to share it, that I hope it also helps like you to shed light for others that, you know, there's so much possible if you're willing to just step forward, stand up, step into it. Yeah. When we share our stories, we give other people permission to share theirs and to, and to feel less alone and to feel that there is support and there is a future for them. I mean, it's, it's powerful. And, mm -hmm. uh, I, I just feel, you know, I never was able to stand on a stage years ago. I was never able to, to write and publish and do all the things I do today, but to live a bigger life you have to take those risks and expose mm -hmm. yourself and mm -hmm. in doing so you help others and it's it's amazing how you think what's my little story how is it going to ever affect anybody and then somebody says oh my god you know you've changed my life you saved my life you i mean those are the those are the messages that make it all so worthwhile mhm mm absolutely absolutely I'll never forget the first time, uh, I'll just a quick story, uh, the first time that I shared on stage, I'll, you know, that I didn't have a college degree and that my son was struggling with drug use and that my marriage was failing and I mean it was all part of this and I was literally followed to the bathroom after I got off the stage by women who were in similar situations or circumstances and needed that, you know, they all of a sudden didn't feel like they were the only one in this room of 250 women, right, that, that were having the same some of the same issues so you're right we're willing to speak it so what is the best advice that you can give to a woman who wants to step into her yes and be more empowered mm -hmm. well i think um you know just even taking little bits from the from the process right um really getting clear get some, getting some clarity on on what those big dreams are for you um finding some tools that can really help you uh you know, move forward with that, whether it's a coach, whether it's a book, whether it's attending an event, you know, being willing and open, open to the idea of doing some work on yourself, um, getting really clear on what your commitments and obligations are. I think that's a really important one and becoming committed to you and your bigger goals and your bigger life um, and understanding that that's just as important as everybody else's, you know, goals and, and dreams for you, you know, but really, really owning that. Um, and just being willing to be, I mean, even taking a step back and, um, you know, there's a, there's a saying, um, what is it? A change of place plus a change of pace equals just a change of perspective. And, um, you know, if you're willing to just, you know, take a walk, go to the park, go to Scotland for three months, you know, whatever <laughs> it is for you, right. You know, really removing yourself, um, from the craziness and the chaos sometimes of life. Um, you know, even if it's just for a half an hour, you know, and, and really get, um, become kind of a little bit grounded in yourself and listen, you know, really listen for what those messages are for you. Yeah, we don't do that enough. We, we, we're just on this treadmill. It's interesting when you talked about getting off the treadmill, getting on the treadmill at the treadmill. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And I was thinking you're getting <laughs> off the treadmill. <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. And we're just fast paced. We only know how to identify ourselves through the doing. And the mm -hmm. being is such an important part. And it's so hard to just feel like you're wasting time. And yes. but it is, that is how we come up with the great ideas. You know, I, I, my boundaries course idea came to me in the shower. You know, it was just like I had one shower of those shower is a great moments. one, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
walking in nature, taking off your shoes and, and feeling the floor with your feet, feeling the ground outside if it's not freezing cold like it is here on the East Coast today. Yeah. But like really just grounding yourself, however you do it, is yeah. such, such a good thing to do. You know, I, if I could just share a quick story yeah. about that. You know, when I went to Scotland, I knew that I had been called to spend some time there. I, I felt a physical calling to be there. And I knew I had a book in me. There was something brewing. Wasn't quite sure what. And I got there and I arrived and it was literally um, pouring rain. <laughs> I arrived with the flu. Um, my girlfriend who lives there, you know, went to get me some food and she came back and I had taken my suitcase and emptied it and I put my piles of work on the, you know, mind you, then I'm under the blanket with 103. <laughs> and, um, and she just starts laughing. She's like, what do you think you're doing? you know, I get you have a book in you. Well, let me tell you, it took six weeks, six weeks before I could really, um, the book could really start to download. I mean, I needed time to decompress. And this is a very um, small island off the coast, west coast of Scotland, 1200 people, right? I needed to spend time in nature. I was walking outside every day in the cold and the rain. Um, <laughs> you know, just being, and, and you're right, we have a really hard time with that because then you feel like you should be doing this and you should be doing that. And why do I, you know, right. But it wasn't until I was able to get quiet inside that I was really able to hear what the call was for me and the book. And then everything started to download after that. So, you know, however you can find some of that quiet time, again, like I said, whether it's a half an hour somewhere or a longer period, but I do think it's a really important thing. Yeah. Being able yeah. To be. It's so. a great story. Yeah. You know, it's, we can't create, we can't be our best if we're constantly in motion. And mm -hmm. I have one client doing morning pages from the artist's way. She mm -hmm. wakes up every morning now, and that's been the thing that stuck with her. I think a lot of people wake up in the morning, they immediately go to answering emails, to helping other people, to not taking yep. care of yourself. And when you do that, you've already started your day with the wrong energy. And mm -hmm. so just finding your morning routine, finding a ritual that works for you, whether it's, you know, turning the news off and not contaminating your mind with that, but mm -hmm. dancing, right. singing, uh, just whatever it is. I love my morning coffee and I have a whole ritual around that. And so mm -hmm. it's, you know, nurture you and, and it starts to help percolate all the good stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> love it. Yeah, so finally, Kathy, how would you like to be remembered? How would I like to be remembered? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, I, I guess how I would like to be remembered is somebody who was willing to give to others, um, you know, and support others, but also be willing to uh, care for myself. You know, like you said earlier, walk my talk, right? I am all about... Um, <laughs> leading by example. And, um, and I hope that, you know, the, the things that I share will help to inspire and empower others to be able to find their yes and to live it boldly, bravely, and courageously. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story, for, for sharing your journey to empower other people to step into their yes and step into their best life. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. If you would like to step more fully into your value, grab a free copy of The Ultimate Guide to Becoming a Woman of Value on my website, thewomanofvalue.com. 
just click the link at the top of the homepage. And if you haven't already done so, be sure to click the subscribe button in your listening app. And if there's something in this episode that inspired you, please share it with others. Because the more we share these inspirational stories, the more women of value we will have in this world. I'll see you next time.